Hey, how's it going? What you doing? Just chilling? That's cool. You know what else you're doing? Well, you're listening to the Stephen Orell's podcast, episode number three. And you know what? It's brought to you by Big Beard Books. Episode number three of the Stephen Orell's podcast. I'm your host, Stephen. And it's Wednesday, sometime around, oh, I don't know, 11.39 in the a.m. And it's hot out. So I record my podcasts now. You know, I'm an old hat at it now with two episodes under the old belt. But I've decided that if I'm going to release the episode on Thursday, I should record it on Wednesday. And if you are unaware, I believe I've talked about it many times, I just record the podcast into my phone sitting out in my car in the parking lot during lunch at work. Now, I've been watching the weather all week, looking at the forecast, looking at the temperatures, and they keep talking about how it's going to get cold at the end of the week. But we were going to have one day of the week that was going to be the hottest day, and yes, that's today. So as I sit out in a truck, I'm sitting in a borrowed truck in a cab of a truck in the heat with the car off, with no air conditioning running, with the windows up, so as to keep most of the outside sounds away from you, the listener, who, you know, I simply adore. Y'all are great. But I do sweat a bit And it's good that I do this podcast in segments because it allows me to speak through a segment and then stop the recording, turn the truck back on, pump it full of the AC, and then turn the truck back off to record the next segment. Unfortunately, because I am in a truck and the cab is small, it doesn't take much to just heat this freaking small space up. So that's what I'm doing, and that's... That's what you get out of me. That's what I do for you because, as I said, I adore you. That's all I have for the for the the morning announcements as as they would do at school. That's all I have for the pre-show stuff. Shtick. Shticky stuff. Welcome to Small Mart. Excuse me? Oh. Well, I was just welcoming you to the store. Oh, okay. Do you need help finding anything? What? Can I help you find anything? No, no, I'm fine. I know my way around the store. Been shopping here for 30 years. Okay, well, you just give me a holler if you need anything. Actually, you can help me. Great. What can I do for you? Do you carry flowers? No, I'm sorry. I'm afraid we don't. It's my wife's birthday today, and I figured she'd really appreciate a bouquet of flowers. Well, that certainly is a thoughtful gift. Unfortunately, we don't carry flowers. She likes roses. Roses are her favorite. Roses are beautiful, but I'm afraid we don't carry them. So I guess I'm looking for a dozen roses. Right. Sorry, we don't carry flowers. Specifically, long-stemmed roses. 
I understand. Unfortunately, we just don't carry flowers. Pink roses, to be exact. Oh, well, pink roses, why didn't you say? That would be aisle three, right next to the Sasquatch pellets. If you've reached the Ark of the Covenant, you've gone too far. Thank you. Anytime, sir. Enjoy your day. So we'll move on to a new segment that uh, I'm adding to the show. I mentioned before that I will do this once in a while, but here's a little segment I like to call the writing segment. How is it you can feel no sorrow? So I don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore. I used to listen to podcasts all the time, but I've kind of cut back on that. I listen to a lot of audiobooks and whatnot, but there's still a small handful of, of podcasts that I listen to. And one of them is called the Sell More Book Show podcast. And it's the only writing podcast that I listen to anymore, or the, I should say self-publishing podcast. I used to listen to other podcasts about writing and whatnot. Um, I used to listen to other podcasts about marketing and, and self-publishing and, and, and all this. And there's just, and there's, there's, there's just way too much out there on the subject of self-publishing. But I found that the Sell More Book Show podcast is, is a, it's, it's a great ep- It's a great show that I wa- that I listen to each week with uh, Brian and Jim. And they have a form, they have this format that they follow and they, they do these three tips, three tips of the week. And then they do top five news items. Um, and one of the tips that they had this week, let me get my notes out. That's, that's, my, that's my notes, three pages of notes today. Uh, one of the tips was from a post on the 20 books to 50 K Facebook group, a group I don't belong to cause I'm not on Facebook. So thankfully they do a lot of, uh, they, a lot of their tips and whatnot, uh, sometimes each week will come from this Facebook group. So, you know, Hey, I don't need to be on there. Not when the, not with the sell more book show around, but somebody posted up there, um, uh, an article, um, about authors and they had said in the post, authors should consider getting rid of paid editing if they have to make the hard choices about author budgets. And I wanted to bring that up because I am one of those self-published writers that had to make that hard choice. And it's one of the reasons I don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore about writing and self-publishing because the, the, the basic tenets of self-publishing is you... It's not enough to write to write a good book. You need to be able to pay for professional editing services. You need to be able to pay for um, professional cover design. And if if you uh, what what a lot of the folks out there will say is if you are not committed enough to pay for professional editing services, if you are not committed enough to pay for professional book design, then you're not committed enough to be a writer. And that just, frankly, I think that's just a big giant load of crap because when it comes to, my view is when it comes to self-publishing, there are no rules. If, if you want to do what you do the way you do and it doesn't sell, well, that's on you. 
right? So if I don't want to pay for a professional editor and I don't want to pay for a professional cover design and because of it, I don't sell a lot of books, well, that's on me. And I don't choose to not pay for these services because I'm cheap. It's because I'm broke. I don't have the budget that allows me to pay for these services. So I do what I can do when I can do it. I enjoy writing and I like to share what I write with, with the folks. It's why I have two online web serials that are free to anybody that wants to read them. And as the stories finish up, I collect them. It's what I've done with The Adventures of Norman, Oklahoma. And I'm continuing to release The Adventures of Norman, Oklahoma for free, one chapter a week, for everyone to read. And then each time I finish a volume, I'm going to publish it and put it out there. I'm going to create my own covers. I'm going to edit it myself. And that's just the way it is. And it tends to sour me some when somebody can stand up there and say, you have no business self-publishing because you can't, because you have no money. That's ultimately what they're saying. Now, some of them say it really the correct way, which is you have, you're not going to make any money if you're not willing to spend the money. And I get that. I agree with that 100%. I think there's going to be an outlier, you know, outliers in any, in any industry that can do something like that that can break all the rules and do everything differently and still find success. I'm not one of those. I have made my peace with that, but it hasn't stopped me from writing and it hasn't stopped me from putting stuff out there. If people find my stuff and they like it and then they buy some stuff, great. But I'm not able to do what everyone else tells me I am supposed to be doing. And it makes me angry when I hear people say that. Now, I want to say real quick that Brian and Jim on the podcast, they were not one of these, they were not these folks. They, uh, they were not on their podcast saying, well, if you don't do this, you have no business being a writer. But it, it, it brings that argument up when, when, it, when it came up on the, on the podcast. And I have stopped listening to podcasts that have literally said that. If you are not spending money, you have no right to self-publish. And I think that's crap and it angers me. It, it, it puts a fire in my belly so fierce that you could roast hot dogs on it. You could roast wieners in my belly. But I, wanted to, I just wanted to talk about that for a bit because I, I I've, I've written about it and put it out there on the web every now and again. But, you know, I am a writer on a budget. I work two jobs, I have three kids, I'm married, I have a dog, I have a cat. There are other options out there for writers who don't have money, such as trading services with other, you know, an editor who's, who's trying to get their name out there, a cover designer who's trying to get their name out there. You know, hey, you do my cover for me, I'll write this thing for you, or you, you edit my book, I'll edit your book, blah, 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 blah. I don't have time for any of that. I barely have time to write the books that I'm writing. But I'm just going to keep on keeping on, and that's just the way it's got to be. And there you go. That's my rant, I guess, for this week. So let's just wrap that up, and we'll move on to some news. This week's news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort is brought to you by Pickle in a Sack, the pet for all ages. 
Have you grown weary of cats and dogs? Do goldfish make you bored to tears? Has your hamster got you down in the dumps? Why not try Pickle in a Sack, the revolutionary new pet that comes with its own unique carrying case. Take it to the beach, the zoo, or even your local sewage treatment plant. Why, thanks to that brown paper bag, this pickle will go with you anywhere. In a world that's quickly going the way of the dodo, wouldn't it be nice to have a loyal pet by your side when the going gets rough? When public transportation shuts down and you're left without food or water? You've always got pickle in a sack. Pickle in a sack, because eating your hamster is just plain weird. Please dispose of pickle in a sack when it begins to smell. Pickle in a sack is not intended for lonely people who just need a living, breathing creature around to love them unconditionally. Brought to you by the makers of Pineapple in a Pouch. Not a lot of news this week or, or news that I found interesting. And I've mentioned in the last episode that if I go an entire week without finding any news that, that is in any way interesting to me, then I'm just not going to talk about it. But a couple things uh, fell out there onto the Internet this week that I wanted to talk about. And the first one was the new Captain Marvel trailer that was released by the Marvel Studio movie extravaganza. And this stars Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, and um, Samuel L. Jackson is in it, uh, set in the 90s. He's, you know, playing, of course, Nick Fury. He's got both his eyes in this one, and uh, the trailer was pretty okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the movie. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm somewhat of a fan of Captain Marvel. I don't know a lot about Captain Marvel other than her name, um, and... I know she flies and she's strong. Beyond that, that's that's about all I know. Um, I know that Rogue from the X-Men, the reason why she can fly and is strong is because she leached Captain Marvel's powers at one point back in the day. And I doubt they'll touch on that in the movie at all. But I'm really look I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. I thought the trailer was was okay. It doesn't really give you a whole lot of information, and really the first trailer shouldn't. And a really good trailer should only give you enough to get you interested and not give away the entire plot of the story. Um, But Samuel L. Jackson, younged up, looked really good. It, there's really not much more to say about it. If you haven't seen the trailer, go out and see it. It looks decent. You get to see Blockbuster Blockbuster video right at the beginning of it, so that was kind of fun. Uh, So Captain Marvel, 2019, looking forward to it. Um, the 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 only other thing was... Um, something that they put out on Bleeding Cool, and it was a tweet from the official What's Next Netflix Netflix Twitter account. And the tweet just said something, uh, it said, a reimagined live-action Avatar The Last Airbender series coming to Netflix? And then it had some uh, concept art by John Staub. So, hmm, Avatar The Last Airbender, live-action series coming to Netflix. Is that happening? Don't know. That's what it sounds like. I hope they do a good job on it. The The movie sucked. I, that was, it's, it's not very often I start a movie and then not finish it. And, but that was one I started and didn't finish. The, the cartoon was awesome. Cartoon was awesome. So if they can bring that to a live action series, then I'm on board. I trust Netflix. I, I, I've liked everything that they've put out so far that I found interesting. But that's... That's your news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little, 
I always say information at the end. When I'm not doing my announcer voice, I say it wrong. That's your news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. So let's talk some comics. What is your favorite thing in the world? Comics. Yes. Comics! No, 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 wait, tell them about comics. I have a couple of books I want to talk about today. I, I have a big stack of comics trades that uh, I've picked up from the library and uh, stuff I have on my phone from Hoopla, but I'm just going to talk about two this week. The first one is Walking Dead Volume 30, New World Order from Image Comics. This collects issues 175 to 180. The writer is Robert Kirkman. The penciler is Charlie Adlard. The inker is Stefano Goidiano. Gray tones are done by Cliff Rathburn and letters by Russ Wooten. All right, so I'm not going to try to... If, if, if you're not following Walking Dead, if you're not reading Walking Dead, I'm not going to really try to catch you up. 275 issues. But... So we're, let's just talk about the comics. So <clears throat> in the book, a group of the characters leave... Uh, their community at this point they're 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 the the main characters are living in this community of alexandria one of them eugene had gotten a a a ham radio working and made contact with somebody named stephanie and they'd been talking uh for a few issues before all this happened and decided that um it would be a good idea for eugene and uh group of individuals to to come meet her and see where they live and and try to uh you know establish uh trade routes that kind of crap right so they all head out to do this leaving rick the leader behind to lead the community so they get uh they they pick up a stray along the way uh kind of a crazy girl named princess and that's that's this all happened before this this collection started um this collection opens up with the the group are facing a bunch of soldiers in like white body armor with guns and with them is this dude named lance hornsby and he is a representative of this community that they call the commonwealth and stephanie is a member of this community as well but she's not there to meet them and eugene's pretty upset about that but there's reasons behind why Stephanie was not there to meet them. And they don't go into it too much in the book, but she shouldn't have been talking to Eugene in the first place. There's protocol. They're allowed to use radio, the ham radios that they have there in the Commonwealth, but there's protocol that needs to be followed if they actually make contact with somebody. And she didn't, she broke that protocol. So they, <clears throat> the group agrees to go with the soldiers and Lance back to, to Commonwealth to uh to find stephanie and to you know meet with the 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 ruler the governor not the governor if you've been reading but the person who governs the commonwealth but on the way they stop outside uh the commonwealth this this community they there's this wall of pictures that have been placed up and they call it the wall of the lost and anybody who 
comes in and out of Commonwealth. They, they put a picture up of a loved one, says, I'm looking for this person and blah, blah, blah. Well, there's a picture of Michonne up there. Michonne is part of the group that is that has journeyed to this place. And there's a picture of her up there with a note that says, have you seen my mom, Michonne? And it was put up by her daughter, Elodie. And she's, they were separated before the zombie outbreak even began. So Michonne now is, is even more interested in getting into Commonwealth. And so they get there and they meet the governor, Pamela Milton. They, the, they meet her son, who turns out to be kind of a jerk. Um, he at one point is uh, out beyond the city walls with this girl trying to make a little, little time with her. And some zombies come in and his, his guard, Mercer, I think his name is, kills the zombies. But uh, they get pretty close and um, Sebastian's not very happy about that. He doesn't realize can see over this hill that there's a whole trail of them there were like 30 or 40 of them and this the 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 chief of security the the head guy that runs the their whole military organization mercer he'd killed them all before the two got close and so anyway there was a big deal there so they they get to the commonwealth they meet stephanie um they meet up with the the um the governor pamela milton uh, michonne is reunited with their daughter. It's very sad. We all cry. They cry. I cry. Everybody cries. And then the go- Governor Milton wants to go back to Alexandria to meet Rick. And so they agree to take her back, but Michonne agrees to stay at the Commonwealth. See, the Commonwealth is set up a certain way. They, they believe that there should be a class structure. And the way they have it set up, one of the first things they do when somebody comes into the Commonwealth, they ask them, what did you do before? And if you were rich, then if you are, if you know, if you're a rich and powerful person, then that's who you are. That's who you should be. You're given a nice house. You're given a job with, with in your field with a lot of benefits. If you are a working class person, that's who you're going to be now. You're going to go back to being poor. And everybody in the Commonwealth seems to be okay with this. So she wants to go, Governor Milton wants to go back to meet Rick and uh, Michonne decides to stay because she used to be a lawyer and they offer her a job to stay at the Commonwealth as a lawyer and Lance gives her this this beautifully large apartment uh, with a storefront below that she could use for her lawyering. And so she decides to stay because her daughter's there. Her daughter wasn't doesn't necessarily want to leave. And so the group goes back to uh, to Alexandria and they meet... Uh, Governor Milton meets Rick, and the first thing she says, they're, they're, they actually rode in a stagecoach, the governor did, and as they pull up to Alexandria, the first thing she says to her aide is, what a beephole this place is, you know, she's not, she's not happy, she's, she's very snooty, so she meets Rick, and she's talking about the way the Commonwealth is set up, and he's, he's, you know, he's like, well, that, that's not the way it is here, and she goes, which house is yours? And he points to his house. She goes, that's just like any other houses. Why aren't you living in a bigger house? You, you, you're, the, you're the leader. And he says, I'm no better than any of these other people. I do the same work. Everybody has the same chores. Everybody has the same job. We all do the same thing. And we all reap the same benefits. And she says, well, that's not how it should be. It should be, it should be like it used to be. And that's the only way for, for order to reign. And he goes, well, maybe we need a new world order. And that's where it ends. Great book. Love The Walking Dead. We'll continue to read it as long as they keep writing it. I like it better than the, than the TV show. Love the characters. Love the art. Love the storyline. It's a very quick read. I read it on my phone 
and I had it read, you know, we're talking like six issues, had it read by the, with, with, you know, an hour and a half later. So yeah, that's The Walking Dead. So um, let's move on to the next book, Rumble, Volume 1, What Color of Darkness? Excuse me, can you help me? I can certainly try. Is your shampoo on sale? Yes, sir. All shampoo and conditioner this month is buy one, get one free. So the shampoo is free? You buy one and then get one free. So I have to buy two of them. You only need to buy one, then you will get the second one for free. But I only need one. Yet you tell me that if I want a free one, I have to buy one? That's correct, yes. Who buys two shampoos? Excuse me? I only need the one shampoo. I live alone. What am I going to do with two shampoos? You could buy the shampoo and get the conditioner for free. Oh, no, thank you. I don't like conditioner. What's the point of cleaning your hair just to add more crap to it? Well, you could buy the one shampoo, get the second shampoo for free, and then store it until you need it. Now that's the dumbest thing I've heard all day. Can't I just take the free one? I'm sorry, no. You have to buy one in order to get one for free. Well, that just makes no sense. How can it be free if I have to buy one? Well, you're getting two shampoos, but rather than paying for both of them, you're just paying for the one. But I'm still paying. I'm still handing over my money. How is that free? Think of it like this. You're buying two shampoos at 50% off. Hold on, let me get my calculator. Okay, so this is a book that uh, my friend Harold, Harold Jennett, recommended to me uh, when he found out that I was using Hoopla. And so I read the first trade on Hoopla, and then I found the first three trades at the library uh, a week or so ago. And so I went ahead and checked them out and I've been rereading the first trade. So this is a, uh, this is an image book as well. And it's, uh, it was created by John Arcudi and James Heron. Um, John Arcudi is the writer and James Heron is the artist. Colors are done by Dave Stewart and letters by Chris Eliopoulos. Now, this one's going to be a tough one for me to describe, so I'm just going to read you what it says on the back of the book. A scarecrow warrior god walks into a bar and proceeds to drag a modern American city into a 10,000-year-old grudge match. A bizarre new adventure from the blockbuster team of writer John Arcudi and artist James Heron, complete with booze-hound shamans, monster queens, and a football-fetching hydra. In other words, it's not your average action slash adventure slash urban fantasy slash horror slash dramedy. And the first thing that struck me about this book was just how freaking beautiful it is. The, the, the art, the art by James Heron, and then of course the colors by um, Dave Stewart work so well together. I mean, this is a beautifully illustrated book. It, it just looks wonderful. Now, reading it, I have to admit that for the first six or seven pages, I was freaking confused. You have this guy, that guy named Bobby. He works at a bar. There's this old dude there. Uh, I think he called him Mr. Coogan. I, I don't want to, I don't feel like looking that up right now, but old dude there that's, that's hanging out with them and they're talking and Bobby's the bartender and old man Coogan is a, is a bar fly. And then this freaking scarecrow walks in with a giant sword and cuts Mr. Coogan's arm off. And I'm just like, what the heck? And Bobby 
grabs a baseball bat from behind the bar and and smacks this scarecrow's head practically right off his body. And from there, it just gets weird. I'll just put it that way. From there, it just gets weird. You find out that this scarecrow is actually, uh, it's the, the, the scarecrow is like a vessel that holds the soul of this warrior uh, named Rathrak who fought these, uh, these monsters and they tricked him. They took his soul away and they, 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 they stuck his soul somewhere and they eventually let his soul go and it went into the scarecrow. And now he's, he's trying to find his body. That's kind of where we're at in the book. He's trying to find his body. And wow, this is a good book so far. I've only got the first trade done. I've got two more trades sitting on top of the dresser ready to read. And I'm really looking forward to getting into it because it's beautiful. It's a great story. The, the, story, the, the art flows so well from panel to panel. And the coloring is just perfect. So Rumble, Image Comics. I thought I read somewhere that it got canceled. I don't know if it finishes the story or not. I hope it does because uh, I want to keep reading it. But I've, at least I got three trades to read through, right? That's like, what, 12, 13, 14, 18 issues at the, at the least. So that's awesome. So yeah, that's Rumble, Volume 1, What Color of Darkness. So let's talk about some TVs and movie. Some TVs and movie... So let's talk some movies and some TV. So I've been watching some more Iron Fist on Netflix. I'm only up to episode four, but it has started to pick up. There's some weird things going on with um, Davos, Davos, who wants to become the Iron Fist himself. And he appears to hire three dancers from an old 80s music video to help him do that. That was kind of weird. But so far, it's it's... It's moving along pretty good. I'll, I'll continue to watch it. I haven't watched much of it this week because I started to watch um, Band of Brothers on DVD, and that kind of distracted me for a little while. Um, and that's really all I've watched this week. I've been falling asleep to the sitcom Ellen. I like to fall asleep to sitcoms. I prefer to watch them on Hulu because we have the commercials, and I can I use the opportunity of the commercial break to fall asleep. So I've been falling asleep to Ellen. Now, I do. Let's. Uh, one of the things I wanted to include here is is I I do subscribe to a few streaming services: Netflix, Hulu, Prime, Crackle, which is of course free, and Tubi TV, which is also free. So I have this app on my phone that tells me each day what has been added to these streaming services. So let's just talk about what has been added to those streaming services this week. Well, what I am interested in, because it's a long list if, if, if I just include everything. So Netflix this week, Scott Pilgrim versus the World dropped, and I couldn't be more excited. I have it on DVD, uh, but there's nothing that makes me want to watch a movie more than not having to get up and find the DVD. Scott Pilgrim versus the World is probably one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. I could watch it over and over and over again. Both of my girls love it just as much as I do. The soundtrack is great. Uh, so this is this is a uh, this is a movie that if you haven't seen, 
I totally recommend you see it. And if you've got Netflix, you have no reason not to. Also on Netflix this week, uh, American Horror Story Season 7 dropped. Now, I don't watch American Horror Story, but my wife does, so she was excited about that. This is also on Hulu, and it's the only thing on Hulu that I'm going to mention because nothing else really dropped that I was excited about. On Prime, the only thing that made me arch an eyebrow, if I had the ability to do that, is uh, Rustler's Rhapsody. Now, this was an old movie uh, from the 80s, I believe, and I remember watching it back then, but I couldn't tell you anything about it other other than the fact that it had Tom Berenger in it and that it was a comedy. And I seem to remember enjoying it. But, of course, I was a kid, so I've been afraid to watch it because I'm afraid it's going to be terrible. But I may try to give it a, a chance here in the next couple weeks. And the only thing I've got is on Crackle, season two of Snatch dropped. And I'm really I, – I watched part of the first episode of Snatch. I'm really – or Snatch. I'm, I'm really a fan of the movie with uh, Jason Statham and Brad Pitt. And the TV show that is exclusive to Crackle has Rupert Grint from Harry Potter fame. He played Ron Weasley. So that made me want to watch it. And so far, the first episode was okay. But I got too much other stuff to watch right now. So that's going on the back burner. So that's what's on the streaming services this week. That's what I've watched. That's all I've got for the episode. That's that's it. It might be a nice, tight little episode. I think I can, if not right around 30 minutes, it'll be a little under. So the sound effects used in the Adventures of Customer Service sketches come from the soundbible.com. The door chime and beeping sounds were recorded by Mike Koenig. The theme song is Expendable by Trinity X. Find it and other songs by the band at atomiczombierecords.bandcamp.com. With exception of the comics intro, the rest of the music in the episode is from George Harab. Look him up at georgeharab.com. Let me know what you think about the show or just recommend some books. You can do that in a number of ways. You can email me at stephenorelse at gmail.com. That will be in the show notes. You can leave a comment on the episode at stephenorelse.com. Or you can leave an episode, leave a comment on the episode over at the Patreon site at patreon.com slash stephenor. Speaking of Patreon, I released a half episode this week, episode two and a half. So if you're a patron, you can look forward to... uh, extra episodes each week so sometime monday or tuesday of next week you'll get episode three and a half it is boiling in this truck so i am gonna end this episode i want to thank everybody for listening i want to remind everybody that we need to be positive stay positive in this world like what you like and just tell if you like something and you you can you can tell whoever okay it is way too hot let me just take it down a notch If you like something that someone has created and you have a way to tell that creator that you liked it, you go out there and you tell that creator that you liked it. Be positive. Be upbeat. Let's make it through this world with a smile on our face. See you next week.
bye, Daddy. Bye, bye, Daddy. Good job. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.